Hi, I'm Morgan. Welcome to More Games. I wanted to do this podcast to inspire people to go after their dreams and have the lifestyle they've always wanted for themselves. So I hope you come on this journey with me to hear from people that inspire me to be better. I hope they do the same for you. On today's episode, we have Carrie Rhodes. I don't even know where to start because he has so many titles. He is known for so many great things. He was a professional NFL player. He is an actor, musician. So I hope you enjoy Carrie Rhodes. Carrie, thank you so much for coming. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, so I heard about you through our mutual friend Jason. Yeah, Jason JC. Collins. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he did the first episode of my podcast mm-hmm. and. Um, he just started a podcast that you were on. I was, yeah. And uh, so he was telling me about you, and I'm like, okay, wait a minute. This guy played football. Mm. He's an actor, mm-hmm. singer. Mm-hmm. You like produce and write. Mm-hmm. Um, he said you were a dancer. <laughs> what? <laughs> he lied about that one. He lied about that salsa one. Salsa dancing? Yes, that is true. I am, but I'm not a salsa dancer. I dabble in salsa dancing. Okay. It's a different thing. Well, but thank um, you, Jason. I appreciate it. If you're watching this, yeah. um, you better be watching it. Uh, so, I had to have you on because the whole point of this podcast um, is inspirational stories, people that I feel are uh, inspiring or insightful in some way, yeah. and also you kind of remind me a little bit of myself, but probably way more successful than I am. No, at, it's, all, it's, all, <laughs> it's all it's all perspective. It's all uh, perspective. Yeah. yeah. At, um, you know, I've always had this fear since I was little of being known. People would ask me, what do you want to do when you grow up? What do you want to do? And I'm mm. like, do I have to just do one thing? Like, that just seems so lame to me. Yeah. Like, yeah. even at a young age, I hated that question. When I was graduating high school, I hated that question because there were so many things I wanted to do. And mm. being known for one thing gave me anxiety. Mm. I don't want to be known. So I've done a million things. May not be great at all those things but I tried try painting uh, indoor skydiving flying trapeze dancing yeah. I mean everything yeah. and so when I heard that you do all these things yeah. I'm like I have to have them on talking <laughs> about it um, so how did you first of all how did you get into football like what was your childhood like yeah I mean football was an outlet it's an outlet for a lot of people I mean you, you try to find avenues and lanes to express yourself in a way that I guess ultimately you feel good about which is kind of what you're just speaking about um especially like me like a little kid in 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 a really really rural inner city tough like all these outside circumstances that can take you and pull you out of what you want to do to have those things that are in the forefront kind of pulling you into a, a different direction a direction that doesn't see you succeed mm-hmm. you have to try to find little things and little tangible things and things that you start loving and find interesting early and football for me was one of those things but I didn't even start playing football at first I played basketball and tennis first so I was just always into sports and sports. just wanting to have an outlet always been you know having had this this god-given ability to to do these things and be athletic and have that but well how was your childhood and what got you into like when did you start playing your first sport I played basketball. I used to play in like the, I think it was called Hoop, Hoop It Up and all those things, like challenges like free throw contest and three point contest when I was five. Oh, wow. So I at, at five, really and then young. really young. Then I started playing football at the age of nine, like tackle football at nine. So really early, um, saw that I was really good at it and really enjoyed it and then just kind of ran with it. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. It wasn't like a big 
like this big thing where I had to do it to stand out or do it because I knew about it as an early at an early age or something that I just kind of fell into and was good at it and was like oh let's do this then let's try this and see what happens so were yeah. you like the popular uh like athlete kid in school or no but that saved me because I'm very nerdy and I'm very artistic and I'm very I'm like that guy like the the arts the arts geek or the theater geek the theater nerd that's been me I, I wrote my first play in seventh grade so like a one-man show one-man play in seventh grade so it's really just, yeah so I've always been, been that guy but sports saved me because I was really skinny I was a really shy kid as well I was really skinny really little really really shy I mean I didn't so I went from eighth grade five six I was like five six five sixers from the summer going to my ninth grade year I went from five six to six two. Oh my god <laughs> Did you so, have the worst growing pains oh, ever? Knee pain <laughs> <was> terrible. <laughs> but, I mean, that's that kind of saved me because being really good at sports and being somebody that can be a voice for the people that I really represented was, was a big thing for me as far as bullying and all that stuff in school. Like, seeing how they react to those guys and me being able to have the voice to say, no, 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 it's cool. Let them do their thing and kind of course, course correct that and make yeah. sure... People weren't being bullied and have that effect. That was the one of the biggest things that I really enjoyed about it. What did what gave you that that heart where your parents that way taught you, you know, to yeah. Because like for for me, I similar, you know, childhood. Um, but I like personally give my great grandma credit for that. Mm-hmm. She uh, brought me up to watch classic movies and kind. Of, I got a lot of who I am from her. So yeah. as a kid, did your parents? Uh, like encourage you to be yeah my parents were great I mean they did the best they could and and my parents were young they had me when they were 18 so they were kids and uh, trying to figure it out and now being (laughs) 37 what I am right now and seeing them at 18 trying to raise a grown man you know to to be this grown man that I am now it's just magical and and, you know like all the stories now about people having so much uh, baggage and so much scar tissue from their adolescent years being at home and having these stories about how their parents, you know, kind of forced them into this stage where they are as adults now. They have to go back and kind of course correct a lot of stuff that happened to them in their mm-hmm. younger ages. Mm-hmm. To see that happen and and see so many people wanting to blame their parents mm-hmm. on on the way they turned out, it's such a cop out for me. Yeah, and so I always kind of look back and. Recently, I mean, like four or five, like four, four or five years ago, I was able to kind of get out of that thinking and go back and say, okay, they were eighteen, right? They were working, they provided for you, mm-hmm. they tried the best they could. They're dealing with all these situations from their childhood and how they were raised, and, and you know, like the olden, the olden days are are, are different. And right. they were, my dad was coming from a military family, my granddad was uh, in the military, so I know what that entails, I know what that childhood looks like, so for him to be the strict disciplinarian that he was, and really aggressive, and and wanting me to be a man, like, I understood that now, Mm -hmm. like, at the time, it's like, you're you're being too much, like, I'm dad, relax, I'm good, but it also instilled the work ethic, the stuff, the being a good person, understanding that there are consequences to your actions, and having that kind of foundation set was, was everything and then able being able to now process it emotionally and spiritually it's a different thing so right. yeah it's been great oh that's amazing and 
your parents at 18. I can't imagine having <laughs> kids at 18, and they did 18. an amazing job. 18. And like you said, I mean, there's no manual on how to be a no. parent, and especially when you have them that young, and you're still trying to figure out who you are yourself. And um, that was something also, my, my dad especially was very hard on me, mm-hmm. and maybe get a job at 15, and I moved out when I was 17, and you know, I, he taught, I just thought, God, you're so hard on me, you're so hard, I have to pay my own gas money and insurance, yeah. like I'm still in high Hello. school. Hello. And, uh, and I hated it at the time, but now, I appreciate it so much, mm-hmm. and you know, he told me not, not long ago and he's not somebody that opens up a lot yeah um and i was that person for a while in my early 20s that kind of blamed my parents for all the things and now i completely look at a different way and um he told me recently you know i i know i don't have to worry about you like when i'm gone i know you can take care of yourself if you never find a husband I know you got yourself, and and so I feel like I did. I might have made mistakes, but I feel like I did my job as a parent. And I told him, yeah, I mean, I used to think a lot of things about your parenting, and now, like, looking back, though, I'm like, I'm so grateful for the child They're just doing the best that they can. I had, and they did the best they doing can, the best yeah, they can. and yeah, it made you who you are. It's tough. Um, it's tough business out yeah. there, I man. You're, you're coming from all these cultural, systematic things that are set up for you that you, that, that you had in place that kind of curated your lifestyle and the life that you you live moving forward but then you start to progress and become your own person and you're trying to see if that fits me does that lifestyle suit me the way that my grandparents or my dad or whoever raised me to be is that who I want to be no maybe not but you're doing this and you're going like I mean it's live bullets I'm running around I want candy I want dessert no I mean I want I want a bottle like I want all these things and they're trying to figure out what they're doing with their lives so it's like Give them a break. Give them a break. Well, yeah. they did yeah. a great job. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so, so you're playing all these sports, and then you started playing football later on, mm-hmm. and then did you just fall in love with that sport, or? Yeah, football. It's it's a funny thing because football is not my first love. So, um, yes, I did love it. I loved every bit of it. I loved playing um, more. Um, like high school, college, more than the NFL. NFL, I loved as well, but college and high school, it was like. I'm developing into this man. I'm figuring out how life goes and had many, many pitfalls along the way and things that weren't ideal for me. I was a high school quarterback, so I went to college to play quarterback and that didn't work out for me, I ended up playing safety. So even with those adverse adverse moments for myself, like I was gonna change and leave school and go do other things. And I'm like, my dad actually, my dad again was like, no, you're, you're fine. Like we, you can stick this out. You're athletic enough. You can play if you wanna play stay here and figure it out and kind of save me because if I would have left there's no telling like because I wanted to play quarterback and maybe that's my position maybe it's not but I mean for the the way my career worked out after I mean it just it was ideal for what I what I needed and so just him again coming in that moment and just speaking his truth and telling me you know uh, giving me the blueprint of how to handle that situation and not be so emotional about it was, was cool so um, yeah, so I mean, I love I love football, and and like I said, it wasn't my first sport, but it was the vessel for me to get to these other steps in life that I wanted as well in the entertainment business. So I mean, I got drafted in New York, so it's really no other better place to go except for LA, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, 
So you knew going into football, this is not what I want to do for very long. I'm going to do this to get me to the next level. Yeah. And then, so you knew at, that you wanted to be in the entertainment industry when you were younger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When you wrote that play. <laughs> when I wrote that one-man play, I was like, Spielberg, holler at me. And uh, it hasn't happened yet, but I know he, I know he's, I know he knows me now because you know, I've, I've auditioned for some things. So he knows me. Uh, <laughs> you know, I got Spielberg on speed dial. That's amazing. <laughs> and, uh, but yes, it's been, it's been great, man. Um, football, I talk about it a lot because people ask me, do I miss it? And I, and I don't. Um, mm-hmm. That was part of my life. It was part of who I was and... Like I said, it doesn't define me like a lot of guys. It does, and it's hard because you're taught to be this macho male, this this machismo character for for as long as you play that game, and mm-hmm. you're not a real person. You're not empathetic. You're not compassionate, and you just don't know how because that doesn't suit you in that profession. Right. So you have to leave that. And it was funny because now that I'm on a journey of being my greater self, and we'll go back to your question, but I'm just on a tangent now. Okay. Um, <laughs> you leave that part of it and you think to be the best version of yourself, you can't connect with that because that that's presumed bad in some circles, right? But also at the same time, if you're going in your greater self and trying to be that person, there is always balance. You have to always come back to balance, right? And so if you completely neglect that part of who you are because we all have the capabilities of being good or bad as mm-hmm. humans if you leave that situation behind you're not whole so if you're being this this spiritual uh, <laughs> uh, spiritual connoisseur and you're only talking about that in high and mighty and not really being true to who you are as far as a complete human being like we have all of this all of this encompasses who you are so if you leave that behind, you're not really being true. So right. if you're preaching authentic, authenticity and being that type of person, like you have to encompass it all. And so I had to go back to this moment to really feel what that moment was for me because it was a beneficial moment for me. It made me who I am. Mm-hmm. And so to come back and connect with that was the reason I'm like, right. I'm here and I'm centered and I feel really good about who That's I am. That's amazing. Yeah. What I, now I have this other question because yeah. you talk about being spiritual and your most authentic self. Uh, at what point were you always aware of because I've recently really gotten into meditation Mm -hmm. stones crystals I have them all over the place Um, and I just feel so much different and I feel like I'm so much more present and aware Mm -hmm. and really able to uh, like know so much more than ever before who I am what I want so have you always had that inside of you or was that something that like in the last few years you've kind of gotten more spiritual yeah it's been the last few years but I mean I've always known that I was yearning to connect and get back to the source right like I've always known that so it's been a constant fight to not be this person Mm -hmm. which is weird right like you usually fight to be a better person but I've always been this person I've tried to fight I've had to fight not letting it show which is different because as like i said in in that world where it's all about winning and it's and it's like i said it's this macho world Mm -hmm. and it's all about being aggressive winning doing that and getting the job done instead of they don't care about you being your best self as long as you perform on sunday right so you look tough doing it yes so (laughs) to have these things have these constant battles with yourself Mm -hmm. every day was one of the lowest parts of my life yeah. times of my life so ha- so I'm having these moments of like having the lowest time of my ho- having the lowest time of my life but also having 
all these really good moments at the same time. So imagine the internal conflict because oh, yeah. it's like, wait, you're successful. You're the captain of the New York team. Like you're the highest paid player at your position. Like all these things are like showing me that it's a positive, <laughs> but I'm not being the best version of myself. So I'm like this internal struggle of <laughs> who's going to win, right. good or bad or whatever. Right. And so having that happen and then knowing that I wanted to be this person because I've always been this person to let it show like I do now and really care and really want the best and vulnerable for other mm -hmm. people and have these real authentic moments of connection and real connection it's mm -hmm. been it's been the most freeing for me the best like I said the best time in my life and and the people who are around me now are the best people and and I'm motivated every day because of them not because of who they are I mean I have like really high friends and whatever but it doesn't matter about that it's about what they give me and what I give them and what I take from them and what they take from me and so once you have those moments kind of happen organically and you're not out trying to search friends and hey be my friend please right. like it happens in a real way and then the stuff that the magic that happens from that can be immeasurable yeah and that's great because in this town especially it's really hard to find those people um, I mean I'm lucky to have found some mm -hmm. but um, but I think that's what life is, is really all about I see people that you know, I'm a trainer, I train uh, some very successful people, but at the end of the day, they are very sad and alone. Sure. And I'm like, you have all this, you've like climbed the mountain, mm -hmm. but they're up there alone and sad. And they're like, you know, but you see, you know, and we have these conversations where they're like, well, you seem so happy. Like, and, and they flat out will say like, your place is like this, your, my home is like the size of, like their gym, you know, yeah. in their house. Yeah. And they're like, but you're like so much more happier and at peace than I am and that's so frustrating for me. Like happy for you, but yeah. so frustrating that I feel like I've done all this work on here. And for, for me, I think that it's such an important part of life to find those people that that you can not only like trust, but like learn from and they can learn from you. And that's like the whole point of, of life I feel like is just finding those people that you could um, inspire and they inspire you yeah. and it's really hard to find in LA yeah I've had a, so. I had a, I had a life coach tell me he was like uh, we were in Malibu and I used to go out and um, go to the beach and we'd walk and we'd just like have conversations and he was, it was like you see all the beautiful houses in Malibu and he was like you never judge the beauty of the house you judge the beauty of the people inside the house right and so like you never know what's going on in that house and so having these having the exterior vision of beauty doesn't mean anything or having the exterior beauty of what you think is a successful person and you have all these toys in the houses and you have the recognition and you have all these things but you never know what's going on inside right. that house so you have to you have to really just focus on yourself and focus on your journey and, fo and focus on finding the beauty and the love inside yourself and and let those people, you know, kind of figure their stuff out as well. And and once that happens on individually on both sides, then the conversation changes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> no, it's it's true. Yeah. Um, you're lucky to have found the group that you have around you yeah, too. I'm so happy. Way. Yeah, for sure. So you're in football. You were in for nine years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. So then, what happens when you retire from football? Straight into acting. So I came straight here. So after I got done year nine, walked out, and I'm like, I'm going back to L.A. Because I lived in L.A. in the off-season. Once I went out to Arizona, once I got traded to Arizona, I would come here and train in the off-season. So yeah. I already got a taste taste of the living. And then um, came out, went straight to acting, got a coach, um, 
did the whole deal. Um, and it was funny, the first time I read, <laughs> first time my coach gave me this script, <laughs> she's like, just read the words, um, read it slowly, see how you feel, blah, blah, blah. I get the script, I'm like, Carrie went, and I'm just paraphrasing. Yeah. Carrie went to the house, and the house was empty, and he didn't feel good. And I'm like, I'm, I'm reading these words, and all of a sudden I just start crying. Uh. Just reading the words, and she was like, I was like, okay, cool. That's good to know. Like, you're trying to break me down. What's she trying to do right now? So she just kind of, like, broke it down. And I needed it so much because my armor was so tight. Yeah. It was so closed off. Mm-hmm. And so to have a one session of just reading some words on the paper, to have that type of visceral response to it was like, you just had I got feeling. a lot of work to do. Yes. That's but it also made me feel like I had so much work to do, too. Because mm-hmm. if that happened and that triggered that much mm-hmm. in one session, I was like, mm-hmm. Number one, this is therapeutic. This is therapy mm-hmm. also. But also, yeah. like, I have a lot to give. So, yeah. That's so I just amazing. came to out and did it. It's one of those moments that kind of validates, okay, this is where I'm meant to be, mm-hmm. but I have some some work to do exactly. to get there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, so you start doing that. And then mm-hmm. what was your first, like, major? The first, I guess, my first, like, uh, I'm going to call it a breakthrough because I don't really talk about breakthroughs. But the first thing, the first gig I did was... Uh, uh, Tyler Perry gig it was on, on Oprah's network mm-hmm. it was called uh, If Loving You It's Wrong okay. and it's on the own network and actually the final season airs March the 10th coming up here soon okay. so I mean I've been on that show for five seasons now and wow. so that that's that was the first one and then I produced and I starred in my own feature that I put out after that called Tragedy Girls it's a horror comedy um, came out in theaters now it's on Amazon Prime and all that stuff so I mean the journey's been it looks successful on paper. Uh, once again, you see the exterior it looks good. The hard work you don't see all the time, obviously, but also the drive to do the next thing. Like for me, I've had to like really detach myself from the results mm-hmm. and just keep doing the work keep doing and it, yeah. keep getting the projects and just keep building. Because especially in this world now, with social media driven and everything's put out there right away, like you have to remove yourself from seeing these things and and making it be a big factor in your life because mm-hmm. that's their race, mm-hmm. not yours. And so right. we're getting caught in this comparing game and mm-hmm. this person's doing this and we went out for the same thing. He got it. It might not good. Like having all these right. negative conversations with yourself. So you have to just remove that, mm-hmm. do the work, enjoy the process. And that's where I'm kind of at now. It's, yeah. I've got things, I've done things, but am I done? Is that what I'm really here for? Probably not, mm-hmm. but I'm enjoying the process. What do you see yourself doing? Like, What's the top of the mountain for you? Like, what do you want to do next? What do you? Mm, I don't know if there's a top of the top of the mountain, but I know uh, I'm gonna do everything. Mm-hmm. Um, after I after I kind of got back to myself and really started entertaining my voice inside, mm-hmm. um, the music part has started to kind of creep out, and I've always been attached to that and really drawn to it, but I didn't know what it meant. Yeah, I saw on Instagram. I was uh, stalking a little bit. You <laughs> I stalked you a little what bit. What did you find? I had to do my research. Um, no, I saw that you've been research. doing... Research. <laughs> cool, got it. All right. <laughs> right. Research. I'm a really good stalker. Side note. Mm. Like, a friend will go, I only have his first name, but I know where he grew up. I'm like, give me five you minutes. You got it. 
no, noted. His mom? <laughs> Morgan is His a stalker. His sister is. You heard it here first. Uh, no, I, it's, it's in here. It's safe. It's safe. I only use it for good. <laughs> I had to do my research. That's but it, it looks they like... They say when they stalk. Yeah, it's, for good, it's for good purposes. It's not like the you I was about to say a G. That sounds like you. I mean, it's you. If it was no a girl blood person. on these hands. Yeah. Um, no, I use... <laughs> now she's blushing, so I know it's real now. So I just, I'm just... I think we're done. We're done here. Oh, we're done. Okay, we're done. No, I had to do my research. Um, sticking to it. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I see that you're really into music. Yeah. Really into it. Your last few. Um, so that also something that you've been doing since you were a kid, singing and not really that. performing. Just, yes, because I've yeah. always been like, like I said, artsy and, and wanting to do things and trying things. Yeah. But right now, it's such a creative outlet. Because if I put all my focus into acting, like it really kind of it it has the ability to kind of break me down more than music does because of the result pro- the result part of it like eventually you have to book or you have to do these things right to be deemed successful mm-hmm. um but with music it's just an artistic approach to something that you want and then I do a lot of I've been doing a lot of covers lately and like rearranging them and putting them in in an acoustic slow down mm-hmm. version or whatever the case may be and really just kind of finding that voice in, in that lane so it's just been so good to me it's been so good it, I I just performed live last night for the first time like this yeah. unplugged show and um, hearing some of the feedback of it I mean people were nice and they enjoyed it and had a good time obviously we got work to do as a band but to be out there and like expressing yourself in this way and really not caring mm-hmm. what people say because art's subjective anyway like nobody's going to everybody's not gonna like what you do right. it doesn't matter how good it is people don't like Beyonce people don't like Jay-Z right. but these people are brilliant so right. if you go into it with that mindset of I'm doing this because it's an outlet for me mm-hmm. and I'm writing something that I really believe in or curating this content that I believe in then you just put it out there and the people that it's for it's for mm-hmm. and the people that it's not it's not and so that's yeah, yeah. a brilliant part about it yeah Yeah. so where do you are you just doing that as um as your outlet because you're passionate about mm-hmm. it or are you wanting to take this oh, into a, a, I don't know we're, we're doing it <laughs> yeah? I don't know we're official it's a, the band's called Within as within. I look into the camera the camera yeah it's Within <laughs> Within check it out the band name within. is Within <laughs> that's nice and, uh, <laughs> and so yeah I mean it's really just it represents that like going within and, and finding your voice and finding your source and I just we, we both wrote this our first single that comes out we just got the master back from London yesterday Mm-hmm. And so we got our first single, and it's uh, it's actually a banger. Oh, Congrats! It's so good. Hear if it. I could say so myself. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's so funny because we don't even know what the sound. We don't know what it is, right? right. It's not a genre. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just good music. It's yeah. real good music. Yeah. So it's good. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. God. So <laughs> football, acting, writing, mm-hmm. <laughs> producing. Yeah. Now music. Yeah. Um, Tell me about your salsa dancing. <laughs> salsa dancing, so because there's a reason why Jay brought that up. Well, he brought it. He brought it up because I, cause so. Well, I know he likes. He too. likes it, and I took you know Brent. You know, yeah. you know Brent. Okay, yeah. so I took Brent once. Brent went, went for me on my birthday, and we had like a party there, salsa dance, and I actually got up on the stage and sang this one song that I sing with the house band there. Mm-hmm. It's in Spanish. It's called Aguanila, mm-hmm. and. uh so we sang and we danced and had a great time and Brent can't dance and so yeah. um, I remember Jason saying like man you gotta take me one time and I was like cool but I'm thinking 
He's not gonna be good. He can't dance either. So why are we going? <laughs> and, and we get we get there, and he's doing stands and twirling, and he looks like James Bond. And it's like, oh, I'm like, Jason is killing yeah, it. Yeah, that's the thing about Jason. No, he's so dope. Jason's like, well, yeah. J- yes. Ben. Jason is. Check it. Jason is dope. We and need so, to go dancing with him one time. Yeah, we all go. We'll go. Yeah. yeah. But Jason's yeah. like, he's doing the twist and turn. He's looking at me. He's like, I'm like. <laughs> I see you. I see you, Jason. He's got the nice little salt and pepper look, and he's he's very like distinguished. Like he's he's like the cool. I call him the coolest dad I've ever known. He really is. Yeah, he really is. I met him when I was eighteen. He was thirty five, and we just hit it off. Uh, We got introduced by Chris Mm -hmm. and uh, at the time I did photography, and so he was just starting out. Yeah, and from the second I saw him on stage, and he was the nicest guy too and that's what i love is he hasn't changed at all he's still the same person but it was like his first i think he said first like five or six months into it and he's like can you take some photos do you mind i'm like no no, that's fine and uh (laughs) and then i see him on stage i'm like this guy's gonna be huge oh he's brilliant he's funny so brilliant he's funny for sure yeah and like really funny really funny yeah amazing friend everything yeah but so yeah my salsa stuff is just it's an, it's my outlet again. Mm-hmm. I don't go out in LA. I don't do much. So for me, that's my day. Like I'll go there Wednesday, dance, sweat mm-hmm. it out, sing, have fun, and mm-hmm. just really enjoy it. I, the thing I love about salsa is there's really it's just really free, and anybody can dance with anybody. Nobody's there judging. Mm-hmm. Nobody's there to sit in a section and just have a drink and people watching the club like no you're there to dance, to dance and have a good time yeah and express yourself and so that's what that's what drew me to it really yeah, yeah. how did you get turned on to it a really good friend of mine so uh well actually no so leah remini actress mm-hmm. her husband um angelo pagan pagan who actually does he's the house band there so he's the the lead singer there he has a place at um place called Vivian's in Studio City um, that he owned and so I went to breakfast there a couple of times and he was like yo kid he told yo kid you gotta come to Salsa Night on Wednesday we're gonna we, you know we sing we dance we do the thing it's a beautiful one and he's like he's yeah. like Latin so he's like yeah. very like passionate yeah. like, this, <laughs> he was yeah, this body I'm like are you dancing right now <laughs> and, so, and so we had all of that happen but he yeah. would tell me like you gotta come check it out so I checked it out once and I never left yeah that's yeah. awesome yeah that's so great. great. <laughs> so you don't go out a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, neither do I. How does that affect you, like relationship wise? Oh, it affects me for sure. Yeah, yeah but I'm not really looking anyway. Mm-hmm. I'm just uh, I'm open to whatever happens, but mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not actively searching. So for me, it doesn't really matter if I was to meet somebody that I really wanted to talk to or hang out with in a casual setting. That's fine. Like that can happen. But for me, it's and those. Out in those spots, most of the time, you can't really have a real conversation anyway. And I'm not mm-hmm. like a small talk guy. So mm-hmm. to <laughs> be out and like, hey, girl, you know, yeah. scary. <laughs> What's your name? Like, that doesn't really turn me on, right? right? It doesn't right. stimulate me right. at all. So small talk is not my thing. And so if I meet somebody like this and have a conversation and do the whole thing and it mm-hmm. works out, it's fine. But Has that yeah. never been like a, a like, uh, what am I trying to say? Has that never been like something that you've really been focused on? Is like getting married, having kids? Oh and... yeah, I want that. I want that at some point. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. I've been divorced, so oh I've, okay, so, so I, you were so married. I have, yes. Okay. So I have uh, <laughs> dabbled in that world, and, uh, 
and it didn't work out the first time, but it was great because I learned so much about the process and really committing myself to something, somebody, and trying to make it work, and, and uh, just didn't. But yeah, I mean, the the beauty of life is you you get to go through these things, and there's always a silver lining. That's always a a good thing that comes out of every situation, and so you just kind of pull that stuff and be proactive and not let it happen happen again and mm-hmm. and if it does it does but yeah. you know just being in the moment and, and learning and yeah. learning his life as, as it goes yeah, like you said everything that we go through you know we learn from and it makes us who we are today mm-hmm. um were you younger when when you were married or was that recent or yeah it was pretty recent um like three years ago maybe oh okay yeah. oh, it's, it's been it's been that's a while now but yeah you know how fast time goes it's yeah feels like one year, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. the year's going by so fast, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, for me, personally, it's been really, like, I, I got out of a relationship maybe nine months ago, mm-hmm. eight or nine months ago, um, and it was one of those situations where um, it, it was, I knew it was probably coming, and so by the time it actually happened, mm-hmm. I was kind of already over it. Sure. Like, it still hurt, and yeah. especially because there was a kid involved, he had a, um, he has a daughter, oh, and wow. so, mm-hmm. so that was probably the hardest thing about it, but um, to this day, I've never cried over the breakup. I was, I think I did all my tears in it, <laughs> and so by the time wow. I got up, but dating now, because I hadn't done it in so long, it's Oof. tough in Oof. L.A., it is so tough. Yeah. I was telling Ben like earlier. I have a date this Saturday. Oh no! And it's like my first real like date a while. You got nerves and butterflies and stuff well, like that. Well, this is the thing. This is what I have had. So I even like get nervous saying I have a date because the last two guys that have asked me out. Mm-hmm. Like flat out, either didn't we either had like plan like set plans and they didn't show up. Wow, you got stood up. Like stood up, like luckily I so know I didn't. <laughs> I didn't deserve your time anyway. <laughs> right. Thank God I wasn't like at a restaurant somewhere like right. crying, but eating, like eating your salad with tears <laughs> with one lonely tear falling down. <laughs> they never showed up, and I'm like, all right, I guess we're not, you know, okay. They just never showed up, really? Just never showed up, How? and then I finally, I'm like, you know, and I'm thinking, do I text him? Do I just let it go? And I'm like, then I start, I don't know, like giving him the benefit of the doubt, maybe on an accident or something, which is so unlikely, but yeah. it's like, what if? So I text him, hey, everything good? He writes back an hour later when we're already supposed to be, like, meeting up, and he's like, don't hate me. And I didn't respond. I'm like, of I don't know what not. that means. And That's then all he, he said? Wrote, so then like an hour after that, he writes, my friends showed up unexpectedly and I think I'm just going to chill with them. Are you kidding me? Really? Wrong man. Like, really? what? <laughs> really? So, so now when this guy is like, I'd like to take you out yeah. Saturday, I'm like, great. Okay. And then he, so then I'm thinking in the back of my mind, if this happens, yeah. okay. If not, whatever. Like, that's just how oh, I, so, so, I've learned. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. So then yesterday he reaches out and he's like, so I know you're vegan, so wh- where would one take you for dinner? And now I'm like, oh, it's sad that my expectations of men are like this low, but I'm like, he's actually putting thought into where he's going to take me. Like, to me, in L.A. today, yeah, yeah. that's huge. The fact he's going to pick me up, that's huge. Like, some guys are like, oh... You live on the west side. Can we meet somewhere? Like, I'm downtown. Can we meet, like, halfway somewhere? And yeah. I'm like, 
Mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> as long as you know you, as long as you know what you want and you know what you want, accept. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah, that's it's fine. tough. But, but it is tough though, because I get that part too. If it's if he's downtown and you're way out here and you're trying to go to dinner, at what time? Yeah, I mean eight, seven. Yeah, seven. Seven, seven. seven. Right? So to get through yeah. traffic, seven, it's long. It's hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's really tough. <laughs> but it's also being like I work so you know just like you like working all the time and so you don't have a lot right. like you got to I'm a homebody I want to after I'm done with work I want to sleep yeah. I want to chill so going out it's like it better be worth it and yeah. it better be early yeah and, don't, and, and just don't <laughs> don't be an ass don't mess with somebody's time right that's like, the thing that's that's the one thing don't don't if you're gonna do something stick to it and that's why right. I I don't use it's hard for me to make plans because I don't want like even when we were doing this I was like make sure you remind me like let's stay on it because yeah. if I don't like I have a lot of stuff going on as well and so I will I mean I wouldn't blatantly not respond or whatever that was but yeah I mean a lot happens and so if you can't do it and if I couldn't do it I would tell you and just be really upfront and not you can't mess with people's time. That's right. so precious. That's so. the thing is like if somebody needed to cancel and that would be for anybody a date a client yeah. whatever um as long as there's communication, I'm so chill about it. Mm-hmm. If you if you told me early on, hey, my friends unexpectedly showed up, can we reschedule? I would have been like, yeah, That's of weird. course, you know. But yeah. the fact there was nothing, I'm like, oh no, fuck that. Peace. <laughs> Never again. Get, yeah, 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 it's like peace. <laughs> peace. You missed peace. out. You missed out. <laughs> um, all right. So what's next for you? What are you working on? What? Oh. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Jay did mention that you did some sort of documentary when he was I did. talking about I did, you. Yeah, I produced um, a documentary as well that I was a uh, a part of as well. Um, it was an ayahuasca documentary called The Medicine. Uh, so uh, yeah, I did. I produced that and was part of that, a subject in that as well. Um, oh, so you tried it? I've done it. Yeah, I've done ayahuasca probably six times. So. What it? Six times. Yeah, yeah. What do you think of it? Yeah. I mean, obviously you like it. <laughs> Ben's oh, over yes. here like, do oh, you have any he, on he, you right he, now? He has, he has the whistle. He has the whistle on. So I know. <laughs> I know. I know what it is. Um, yeah, it's. It was the. Uh, it was one of the biggest life-changing things in my life, but one also one of the biggest initiators, instigators, in me becoming the best version of myself. Like it made me. It, made me address all the things that I needed to work on myself and it really removed I was a real big control freak in everything in my life and it worked for me in, in my first profession like you you get up in the morning you work out you study your regimen you you're on this plan you study you do all these you do massages at a certain time you do I mean everything is like and I had to control that and I made it work yeah I made it work it was great for that but life and I call it life number two the life I'm living now it doesn't suit me I'm such a free spirit and artistic person now where that sense of structure for me if it's structured I can't deal with it well because I want to I want things to be and I want things to happen how they're supposed to because they are anyway Mm -hmm. like the fact that you think you have control over things in that time you don't don't. so Mm -hmm. remove that and, 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 and ayahuasca for me was the number one thing that really made that happen and also with football I had a few concussions and the, one of the first things I read about ayahuasca was it had regenerative regenerative brain, um, brain properties so for me to think about that having um, a really good effect on my memory and and 
small depression that I had after leaving the game and transfer, you know, transferring to, to acting and not having the early success, having that little bout of depression and having, a little, having all those things be able to kind of course correct itself through mm-hmm. the medicine. Um, it was like a no-brainer for me to try it, yeah. That fascinates me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm kind of too <laughs> scared to try it because I am a control freak, yeah. and so... Yeah. I think being in it, I would have, anxi- I mean, I picture myself having this anxiety of when is this over and like not enjoying it. But for you being such a control freak yeah. and doing that, yeah. how was that experience for you? Like, I want to live yeah, for yeah, you. Yeah. yeah, it was when the good thing about me, even if, even with me being a control freak is if I'm committed to doing something or in something, I'm in it. Okay, so, so you're like open-minded I really to it go in. and you just... Yeah, okay. I had never even put any foreign substance in my body besides alcohol. So for me, yeah, to, me yeah. to go to, straight to this hardcore you know, plant medicine yeah. where you're going to hallucinate and see things and have these subconscious feelings and, and desires and wants and needs and things that you struggle with to just kind of present itself to you in these shapes and visions and all these things I'm like who are you right now like what are you doing <laughs> but I was just I don't know I was able to do that and really just sit in it and I had a moment where when it first kicked in I was like wait did that clock move and then I'm like okay yeah it moved and then I'm like wait is that all those colors and did I just see like this bad like evil energy walk by I, I did I did really it's just like having all these like being aware like it really makes you aware of that there are different planes and different existences in this world where if you're tapped in and you're focused enough to be able to let those things resonate and see those things and feel those things and be open to those things, right. like it shows you that they are they're there mm-hmm. and they're present. And so it just lets you know that it's bigger than you. Mm-hmm. Like we're we go around having these issues of self pity and and think the world's against us and we have all these moments of things aren't going good for us or we think they're bad or perceive bad things happen and you become and it's normal as human because you I mean it's happening to us and you think it's only happening to us and it's the end of the world but it's not like Mm -hmm. it's so much more to that and that moment means something else for you moving forward so Mm -hmm. it's just it it just makes you look at life totally different and it's been so great for me and and the community the community of people I'm around after it free loving free spirited nice just like salted, salted mm-hmm. the earth people, man. So for me, it's been amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. It's it's like the extreme from oh, what I'm experiencing in meditation right now, mm-hmm. but similar to where I love the people that are there, and you become really close to them because you all meditate, yeah, yeah, all the time. And one of the biggest things I've learned in the new year is there is no good or a bad that happens. No. Things just happen, and so the things. And this is something that I've learned over the last year as well is um things that i really wanted to work out Mm -hmm. i I was so bummed when they didn't work out relationships whatever um business stuff i'm so bummed and then i later i'm like thank god that didn't work out because you know what i mean and so i just realized i had this like just total awareness one day of you know what? I don't know what's best for me. Like, I think I do. You don't. I think you I do, do but I know. You I have no know. idea. No. So, uh, I just have learned to let go. That's why I don't, 
I, I really try to not get worked up when things don't work out, when things don't follow, you know, people don't follow through. And mm-hmm. I'm like, good, that was that was good. Because yeah. maybe I just saved six months of my life. For sure. Maybe I just saved myself from a really bad financial decision. Maybe, you know, yeah. uh, maybe this is the universe looking out for me. And so the things that I used to think were so bad and what was me and nothing's working out now i'm like okay cool isn't that shit great though it's great because it's so it's way less stressful yeah who cares (laughs) way less stressful you didn't come saturday (laughs) okay yeah and clients like client my clients are like family to me and recently i had a client quit that i've had forever Mm -hmm. and i took it really personally like a breakup and she did over text so here i am (laughs) as a trainer and i get that text and i'm like what and i really had to like and i'm like I really hate that you did this over text after everything we've been through, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, but, and that's I was a, that's, so... That's an ego moment, though. Yes. That's and then ego. I had to check myself. Absolutely. yeah. And I'm like, no, you know what? Let me put myself in her position. We've been training for a really long time. Yeah. She never gets out of the house. She's a stay-at-home mom. She wants a social life. She wants to change it up. I would too if I were her. Like, what am I? This isn't personal. Yeah. Like, we're fine. Her yeah. and I are fine. This cool. is, and, but it was that moment of like, okay, and then, you know, now I get new people coming into my life that are super cool and I'm yeah. super excited that I would have never met if she didn't leave. So it's like one of those things where you're like, Absolutely. okay, stop trying to control everything. Everything has a start and an end date. Just let it happen. Just let um, it happen. Yeah. And what, what we say, uh, and so it is. And so it is. And so it is. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Yeah. Awesome. It. Thank you so much for coming. No problem. Thanks for having me. I this had a great, great time. Yeah, this was fun. Yeah. Good conversations. Yeah. Yeah. I, I learned, learned a little bit about you, you know. I, I just keep thinking about Saturday. I don't know why. How good are you? Thank you so oh, much. Mm. Yes, that was great. Thank awesome. You. Yeah.